This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all A Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With Dylan Hafer Hold on, check me, bro And Barry Rosenfeld I need to start drinking alcohol Now go to sleep, we Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast I'm Dylan Hafer And I'm Barry Rosenfeld Welcome back. It's Beverly Hills season. We are back. We're ready to go. It was very good, but my Wednesdays are packed. I have Siesta Key. I have the Hills. I I have Jersey, Beverly Hills. You can't talk to me for like four hours. You are. Yeah, you're devoted. You're devoted to that life. Meanwhile, I woke up this morning to watch the finale of The Big Shot with Bethany, which was fine (laughs) i haven't seen an episode yet to be honest it's you know i somebody asked me if it was good and i don't think that's the word i would use but it's seven episodes and i was entertained so okay you know it is what it is um one thing i have to call out because we're talking about the jersey reunion mention it It is (laughs) it is a two it is a Mm two-parter however jersey out of everything i feel like could have been a three. Yeah, it's it's interesting. So we talked when Atlanta was on about how maybe two-part reunions should be the norm because that reunion seemed super drawn out. But then with Jersey, it's like the season was only 13 episodes and the reunion's only two parts. And right. like, it feels like we have a lot to get through. Like we know Joe Gorgo is on for most of this episode. We know we're going to have husbands on next time. And it's like, okay, like... Now I feel a little bit rushed. <laughs> now you're interfering with my life. And they're also doing something interesting where they're bringing on one husband at a time. So Joe is on this episode next week. Frank's coming on. And I think they're bringing on the others as well. But let's just get into it because. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is a mess. So, so first we'll, we're going to talk about Beverly Hills season premiere. The ladies are back season 11 uh, and I enjoyed the premiere. I thought it was a solid start to the season. We have some some continuing conflicts, some unexpected little shady moments that I'm excited to explore. And, you know, I, I have no complaints about this premiere. Dare I say that I think this is one of the best casts ever? Yeah. I, so I just posted earlier that in the last two seasons, you know, they added Garcelle, Sutton, now Crystal and Kathy. I think the, the cast is in a really exciting place. I think Teddy needed to go, you know, it's it feels like we're in kind of a productive spot with this cast. So I was actually really excited to meet Crystal. I think I really like her already, but I'm confused because they did this. They've done this with other new houses in the past. Like we didn't really meet her. You know what I mean? I think maybe they're going to save that for next episode, but like we don't know anything about her other than have to shout it out. Her husband is the director of the Lion King. Like that has to go. You can't not say that. (laughs) Yeah. I have a feeling we're going to get kind of a like crystal intro package next week. A crystal ball. There's a lot going on. You know, we have to catch up with a lot of people. 
Sutton is really getting introduced as a housewife for the first time. Um, so she, she said getting her diamond was dead serious, felt like Christmas. Like she was so happy um, that it brought tears to her eyes. <laughs> yeah, so I, I mean, it's the kind of thing where like just based on what's going on with the cast, like she obviously deserves it. And I'm glad that they're not being like, well, you can't show your kids. So like nobody yeah. cares. I don't care. Yeah. Um, so we see Kyle, we have to start. It starts off with Kyle getting a nose job, which by the way, she looks, spe- I can't get over how good this cast looks. Garcelle's interview looks. I, her, her, what are, what is that called? Actually, they're, they're, um, confessional. No, but the one where they like spin around where they say their oh, name. Like Does in- that have like, like a name? They're like title card, whatever. <laughs> that yeah. outfit she is wearing mm-hmm. is what I thought about until I woke up this morning. Like the pink <laughs> rose. Oh my I'm loving God. Her, I'm loving her like Hamilton Lamez inspired <laughs> confessional look. Like she's having fun this season. She's I feel like she is, she's in a spot where I think she if she plays her cards right, she can kind of be like the queen bee this season. Oh, and we already shit. see, you know, her her stuff with Rinna. I'm really interested to see that continue because that was something last season where so much of the conversation was about Denise. And obviously that was like a central point that like Rinna and Garcelle's relationship is just as interesting. And Garcelle, I love to see that Garcelle is not over you know, Denise isn't Denise isn't on the show anymore. We don't have to spend the whole season talking about Denise, but Garcelle saw stuff in Rinna that she was like, I don't know if I can trust this woman because if that's how she's treating her other friend right. of 20 years, it doesn't make me feel like our 20-year friendship is going to mean much. Because Rinna goes, I was protecting her. I was protecting her. And Garcelle oh. goes, that's how, you, that's how you protect people? She goes, honey, please don't stay away from me. I don't need you to, <laughs> I don't need you to help me. I thought it was, yeah, it was interesting to see Garcelle kind of pushing Rinna for an explanation because Rinna's like, you know, I just couldn't, I couldn't be there for Denise because she was lying and Garcelle kind of not letting go of like, why do you care? Why was it, why was it so impossible for you to get over a potential lie about whether she slept with Brandy? It's like, literally, why does that matter to you? And we kind of... I mean, I feel like we kind of were wondering that last season, but I like seeing Garcelle really bring that to the forefront. And I'm going to be curious to see where their relationship kind of goes, because we see later in the episode, Sutton tells Garcelle, Rinna thinks you guys are good to go, no issue, it's all settled. And Garcelle's like, oh, no, 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 I like agreed to start moving forward with her. Right. I was just going to say Garcelle pointed out, she goes, no, 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 we're cordial, but she's like, I'm not the type of, I didn't forget what happened. And like, it's going to, I don't just like snap my fingers and it's like, Oh, Hey girl, like we need to like move slowly, you know, like you don't. Yeah. Rinna is the kind of person who like, she likes to kind of mention it all, throw it out there and then kind of like own it and move on. And Garcelle says this. And I like that Garcelle is going to make her work for it a little bit. Cause I think, with a lot of the cast on this show, they kind of don't really cross Rinna for the most part. Um, so it's it's cool to see that. And then obviously Garcelle still has her issues with Kyle. She names her ordinary fish, her, her goldfish, <laughs> Kyle, which calling someone ordinary has never sounded like such an insult as coming out of Garcelle's mouth about Kyle. And I was loving that. Yeah. And then her, you know, glammed black and white fish is Dorit. And Dorit's like, oh, Dorit. It was like the best compliment to Dorit. Dorit was like, took that and ran with it. <laughs> but she, um, we are going to see more of Kyle and Garcelle's issues, I think, 
within the um, season, but I don't know. Obviously, all the women were on Watch Rappens Live last night, and I really can't get a grasp on where they all stand right now. Like, I don't know if Garcelle and Rinna or Garcelle and Kyle are friends, friends, or just like cordial at this point in real life. I don't, I think Garcelle's the same person. She's not forcing it. Listen, no. if they're not friends, she's not going to pretend. And she said she did an interview with uh, Bryce Sander from ET and they were talking, she was talking about how she doesn't know how long she's going to be on this show. She's not one of these people who is going to cling to this job for as long as she possibly can. Like this is not, it's not the only thing she has going on in her life. It's not even necessarily the most important thing she has going on in her life. So I like that Garcelle really has this attitude, which we don't see very often of somebody who truly doesn't need the show and also doesn't necessarily care that much. I think she is in a really good spot of she can, she can kind of play this however she wants to, because at the end of the day, she's not like desperate to keep her Bravo paycheck for 10 more years. Totally. I like seeing that. And like, you know, Kyle is the opposite of that. And so is Rina, I think, to an extent where like they are very interested in playing the game and sort of staying in good standing at the end of the day. Whereas Garcelle is a little more unpredictable because she has a lot of other stuff going on. And like, if this is her last season on Housewives, she wouldn't really be that mad. I know, but let's just like not manifest that because no, no, no. I no, I'm, I know, I know. I, I would love for her to be on as long <laughs> as she wants. Um, and you know, I'm also loving Sutton too. I'm so glad she's back. Oh, and the fact that she is living in Kyle's old house is just—it is the most perfect housewives storyline where it's not drama it's just like pure hilarity i agree and kyle of course goes she did get a family and friends friends and family discount of 20 grand a month but you know what sutton it's not like she's hurting she's just looking for something like in the meantime and can you imagine in the meantime just dropping 20 grand a month like on rent right this is your like in between <laughs> this is like your in between apartment your sublet if you will i uh, can't personally <laughs> That's so funny. I'm yeah, no, now usually- whenever she sees Maurice, she'll say, hey, landlord. I'm like, oh, God, this, <laughs> this is going to get old quick. <laughs> okay, so we talked about how we didn't see a ton of Crystal in the first episode. But I do, I am a little, I'm kind of happy that they're not pretending that these women know her more than they actually do. Because on, uh, on Housewives, they can tend to kind of be like, oh, well, like I met her through a friend and then we started getting close. And like, I appreciate that they're just like, oh yeah, I think she knows Kathy. Yeah, I was just going to say they, Kathy's obviously like the mutual, but you gotta, I, I gotta just say, was uh, Rinna and Kyle dropping toys off at Crystal, you know, for uh, charity, which is close to their heart, obviously. Where's them not being there? One of the most awkward scenes you've ever seen in your life. Like it felt extremely forced and uncomfortable. And it's like, girls, you've all been on TV before. You know how to play this game. Like what it was. Hi, how should we go outside? I was like, Oh my God. I appreciate that. They're not pretending to know each other, but at the same time, it was like, Oh, you guys are like strangers, legitimately strangers. And they were like, you guys got to film this scene together. Cause you got to like me. And I was like, wait, they just literally met like in this moment. And went yeah, outside I, and her and they're like, you're tall. I was like, oh God, this is just like <laughs> she was like, yep, almost almost five ten. <laughs> I, I was like, guys, and you Kyle have is met tiny. People. <laughs> I know, but Crystal seems very 
cool. I, I like her. She seems extremely like cool, calm, collected, kind of effortless, which yes. I I love a lot of women in this cast, but effortless is not <laughs> the vibe that they give off. We're we're talking hours in the glam chair, very concerned with how they come across on the show. And Crystal, at least from a first impression, she just seems like way more casual than most of this group and I I am interested to see how that plays out and especially because we get a little taste in a confessional that she is not super impressed with Dorit right away first of all she it was so funny when we when they were in her house and she like Lisa Rinna called her out on name dropping. She's like, oh, you don't please. really need to name drop here. And she's like, but my friend Cindy Crawford, like Rinna also jokes within he- her herself though. So I, I think it's funny when she does that. But at the same time, like they, Crystal said, like, you don't, you basically know everyone in Beverly Hills. And if you don't know them, like they're not worth knowing. Like she said that. And then production and you know was like, do you know Dree? <laughs> and she was like, no, but I, I am dying to know where this came from because right. there has to be a story we don't know about. I know. I can't wait. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I'm glad you brought up that Rinna comment about name dropping, though, because it gave me a little bit vibes of Stephanie trying to drag Tiffany for talking about her closet on the show. And it's like, because it was like, she wasn't like listing off her husband's resume. She was like explaining why she has Lion King decor (laughs) in her living room. (laughs) And also, you could name drop that. It is literally one of the most iconic (laughs) movies. There's a difference between like name dropping in a, in a, like a social climbing way and like saying what your husband does for work, basically. In your own home. Yeah. I don't know. That was like a little bit where it's like, Rina, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Rina Rina is not above a name drop, obviously. Um, But yeah, so we have uh, one of our classic Beverly Hills um, black tie barbecue. <laughs> this at okay, but house. this one was cute though because they haven't been going out. So they like all dressed up and got glam. But then we talk about like the food, and then they said they don't know what a fucking barbecue is: hot dogs, hamburgers, cheeseburgers, chicken, pasta perhaps, salad, perhaps a rib. They were throwing uh, pigs in a blanket around like it was the best barbecue in the whole world. I, yeah, I appreciate the scene of Kathy and Crystal driving together. And they both are talking about how they love to eat. And they both clearly think this black tie barbecue concept is ridiculous. I love that Kathy is probably the richest bitch in that room. And and she's still like, I want food. She has this presence. Mm-hmm. I felt this like my whole life. Like every time you see Kathy Hilton is just like, uh, I-, I can't explain it. But she's like just has this aura. And she just and it's like, yes, she is rich. But she is just, you feel like you she's powerful, but in like a good way. Like she's here to like play games. Like when she told her dental work story, which I was like, hmm, didn't see that one coming, but okay. You know, doing dental work on the neighborhood kids. I'm like, 
Kathy. But even the way she said it, she's like, and I said, if those kids, do you want to come back here and play? You better let, like, she just has like a way about her. And with these women, oh, I can't wait to see more Kathy. I really, I would, you know how excited I was when they said she was going to be on the show. Like, it's to me, it's like a little bit, it's the same vibe I was saying with Garcelle, where it's like, Kathy Hilton does not need to be there. Mm-mm. So I, I like I like that we're I like to see women on these shows who are just having fun I, and who I, aren't constantly yeah. worried about kind of like working for their paycheck. I do wish though that there was a trifecta and Kim was on the show still too. That know, would just be the cherry on unfortunately, top. Unfortunately, based on what I've heard, <laughs> it sounds like we may not see any of Kim this season. It it sounds unlikely that we're going to get that, which is too bad. I don't know I, if, if Kim is like in the right place right now to do it, but it would be amazing to have all three of them on the show together. Totally. Um, all right. So we have to talk about Miss Erica, who we can already tell has a different energy this yeah. season. She, so she talks about, you know, I mean, of course it sucked when everything shut down. She was still in Chicago on Broadway and that ended early. Um so she had to come home and she's just like stuck at home like the rest of us. But she, um, it's interesting because they do this, you know, kind of rose and thorn of quarantine at the barbecue and everyone else seems to have kind of like a, a different perspective on it. You know, like Dorit and Crystal and stuff like they're very, you know, grateful that they got to spend time with their kids at these important ages. Mm. Whereas, Erica is like in this spot where it really just sounds like being home for two months straight was not enjoyable. Well, and it was also very interesting because she said that her and Tom got to have dinner together each night and talk. And, you know, they were showing different scenes of her and backlashes and like things she was saying without saying to the women, like she even said, mm-hmm. these women know, don't know anything about my personal life. So we know what's coming. And I feel like in the beginning of filming is when she didn't know whether or not she was going to say anything about it. You can right, kind it's like, of tell. It's sort of like a Kim and Kanye thing where like there were rumors for such a long time that they were splitting up, but like, until the div- until the whatever papers are filed that are public record, a lot of the time these famous people choose not to really talk about it until it's going to come out in public. So Erica might not have known kind of that this was all going to hit while they were filming. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, it's interesting we get, you know, a classic Erica glam squad scene. <laughs> uh, we They label on the show that she's in her overflow closet and they're choosing which clothes to bring into the main closet, which I'm just like, whew, the, that is, the, that is yeah. an interesting look for when you're going through like bankruptcy proceedings right now and your house is being sold for to pay people back. The conversations that go, must go on in that closet Mm. I would love to be a fly on the wall. I was gonna make I was gonna make a cute like accessory joke. Like I would love to be a bracelet, like, and, a, like a brooch on the a brooch <laughs> on the I, counter. I like couldn't think of I was like, I would love to oh be a necklace God. hanging on the thing, but no. Well, okay. I'm glad we both are on the same page that this was a really solid premiere for Beverly Hills. So good. Um mm-hmm. and I hope they I hope they keep it up. Um and I also thought part one of this New Jersey reunion was really solid as well. I did. I thought Jennifer came a little too hard for no reason at all. Um, We'll get, listen, I have my opinion on 
Jennifer, I feel like it's quite obvious, like even her behavior, it's just ridiculous. And the the seating arrangements was so like, mm. s- like separated by side, like it was Margaret, Melissa and Jackie verse Dolores, Teresa it's and a Jennifer. Very, yeah, it's a very um, divided cast, I would say, yes. and really I would say Dolores Dolores is kind of of the only one who is sort of like a little bit of a wild card, even though Mm -hmm. obviously she is very close with Teresa. Um, Okay. So, but before the reunion started, there was a lot of Instagram (laughs) drama yesterday between Melissa Gorga and Jennifer. And so let's just kind of walk through what happened. So first, you know, everybody posts their like episode day posts where it's like a picture from the reunion and it's like tune in tonight Um, but Melissa, you know, took a little opportunity and she posted a bunch of pictures and all of the girls except Jennifer are in this carousel of photos. Um, she says tonight, RHONG reunion, blah, blah, blah. Um, uh, notice I posted everyone except for one person who I feel is truly happy when family and friends are divided, probably because she would throw her own mother under the bus for TV or if it would make Teresa happy. I've been on the show for a long time and I know fake and conniving when I see it. When you don't come for someone at all and they are constantly trying to put you down and try to cause rifts in your relationships, that's a huge red flag. Envy, baby. They might want to just try to be the fun, tipsy one like you, but they fail and just look sloppy. Lots of skeletons in the closet over there. I'm nice until I'm not pay attention everyone you will see it I love you all thank you for your support always like whoa Melissa out of the gates like I I get it at first when we saw that we were like okay Melissa like what you didn't need to do that but you know what right it was it was the kind of thing where to see that before the episode had come out and that we hadn't really I mean obviously we know Jennifer and Melissa are not the best of friends but we didn't really have context for like them currently fighting And this was a lot. And so then Jennifer posts her own reunion picture (laughs) and her caption is, take a good look at what Unbothered looks like. I'm on this show because of me, not because of my sister-in-law or a more entertaining husband. My husband is a class act who respects women and would never stoop low for the cameras. I guess people envy what they don't have. I share real and authentic stories, not fake made up ones. And I see that some people are threatened by that. You can take your quote sloppy comments and run with it all you want. Hold on to it for dear life. You got nothing else. Your group is infested with a snake that talks behind all your backs and you're just salty and boring to boot. So careful with all that reach, you're going to pull a muscle. I got to say, these are like expertly crafted shady Instagram captions. Very well written, very well written on both sides. I don't know who wins Lots of references. (laughs) They both worked envy in there. You know, there's a lot going on. Um, But in particular, Jennifer is calling out Margaret. She's calling her a snake in this caption that's talking behind their backs. And we see that in the reunion episode. Tonight's target is Margaret. (laughs) Where Jennifer says that Margaret was the one who told Jackie, told Teresa the rumor. Margaret also said that she knows that Joe Gorga doesn't pay people. So really, I mean this is not the first inkling we've had of this like accusation, but Jennifer is leaning into this idea that Margaret is really under the table, kind of feeding into a lot of Teresa and her own stuff. I don't don't believe it. it. Nope. Not at all. And listen, right away. And you know, I like Margaret. I know it always seems weird. And this is how things work with sides. I don't necessarily agree with anything, mostly anything Jennifer says. And I do like Margaret, but in this Mm -hmm. case, can Margaret 
does Margaret talk a lot sometimes? Yeah, she does. We see it on the show. She's like, where'd you, you know, she's like, she gossips little in these situations. Yeah. Absolutely not. She's not dumb enough to do that. She really is not. I've, she's friends with Melissa and Jackie. And I don't think that, and she knows well enough to not say those types of things to Jennifer or Teresa. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't, I definitely don't, just believe everything that Jennifer is saying. I think there, there might, yes, there might be like, I, you know, I have a feeling things. this is one of those situations where, you know, there's two sides and then there's the truth. And I think like, it probably is somewhere in the middle. Like maybe Margaret made some comment about, you know, Joe not paying someone one time. Like, I don't, I don't doubt that maybe she could have said something in context, but I also don't think she was like, Oh yeah, Joe never pays people. We know that. Like Absolutely. I don't think it was that black and white. And I think that Jennifer kind of knows she has an opportunity to make Margaret look bad, but also this is the kind of thing where like notice we're not seeing anyone pull out receipts. We're not seeing anyone kind of try and like make someone look bad. And I feel like if Jennifer had receipts of any of this, she wouldn't hesitate to bring them. Yeah, I agree. But also I feel like this all seemed like it happened in conversation and not like via text and anything. But I also think that Jennifer took any opportunity to throw them under the bus because she and Teresa are working hand in hand. And it's very unfortunate to see because I know they're friends. I, I get it. But to see certain situations for Teresa to not get involved in, like, actually made me, like, upset. Because, like, Melissa, I did not like right away when Melissa was like, you throw your mother under the bus. Like, I don't think she should have said that, to be honest. I think that was, like, a little uncalled for. But at the same time, they were all kind of being nice and trying to tell Jennifer to, like, basically make up with your mom. Every day is precious, Mm -hmm. you know. I feel like Teresa of all people should have stepped in in that moment and it, uh, and said something to her friend Jennifer about her mother but she just like sat there and didn't say anything. Splash refreshers are the delicious zero calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Spring has sprung, and that means it is time for some spring cleaning. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring ones, make sure you are using Ibotta to get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items, from groceries to beauty supplies to toys, so you can make sure you're shopping 
smarter, not harder, no matter what you are purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of a spring wardrobe refresh, a new warm weather bedding set, or a flight for that summer getaway you've been eyeing. Other apps, they give you points that don't amount to much. But with Ibotta, you just add your offers in the app, upload your receipt, and you get real cash that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers, including all your favorite grocery stores, Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying by using the code MENTION when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use code MENTION. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code MENTION. It's interesting because Teresa and Jennifer are very opposite in the sense that Teresa, when she's not involved in the conversation, I think she could be thinking about either nothing or a million other things, but I don't think she's like, she's not always actively listening. Whereas Jennifer (laughs) is the kind of reunion participant where she is like constantly looking for a way to get into the conversation. And so you know, Jennifer's instinct, if she hears something that she doesn't like, even if it has nothing to do with her, she's going to talk about it. Whereas Teresa, I think, is kind of just like waiting her turn a little more. Yeah. And then the second thing I noticed when she did was was like you said earlier, when Jennifer brought up the whole like rumor thing in Lake George, Teresa was sitting there and goes, yep, she did tell me that. And it's like, Teresa, then why didn't you say something like that night? Like, that's so like weird to me. I don't well, know. Yeah. I'm not hating on Teresa, but it's just like I, those two things really did stick out to me. I was like, girl, you've been on the show long enough. You know when to get involved. And these were two situations where you definitely should have. Totally. And I, it, it was interesting because then we saw, you know, Jackie right off the bat. Andy was saying, you know, like it was interesting to see you guys kind of getting along at the second half of the season. And Jackie is saying that basically she... Uh-huh kind of like didn't have hard feelings after they had made up. But then Teresa was having other housewives, namely Dorinda kind of tweet in support of her while the show was airing. And that's an interesting thing. Cause it's like, I, I, there was some, I think there was some connection, like they had the same publicist or something like that. So people thought that was kind of the common thread of why like Dorinda was tweeting about Ramona or what have you. But it was one of those things where it was like, so much of this season hinged on that one conflict and like, we can't not talk about it. So it's kind of funny when they want to save it for like part two of the reunion. It's like, it's already come <laughs> up like four times and Andy keeps being like, we're going to get to it. We're going to get to it. And it's like, let's just I know. <laughs> and, and Jackie was literally just sitting there like, like can, almost, can we get it over with ready? But you know what I have to say when, because Ter- Teresa keeps bringing it up and, and mm-hmm. Jackie said it's so hard because I kind of just want Jackie to be like, which we've talked to her before, but I just want her to be like, you know, I shouldn't have said Gia's name. You're right. But I feel like she has said that already. So she doesn't want to say it It again. It was a rule. It was a rumor. But then Jackie made a good point. She said the things you said to me were horrible. In what way did it not? um, Did you not think I was going to? Yeah. Like say something nasty to you. Uh, And, and I, I got what she was saying there, but it seems like Teresa's not totally heated right now, but it definitely gets more heated because it has to. I think Teresa, it's less that she's like angry at Jackie and more that she is just like annoyed by Jackie in general. Like, I feel like she's just kind of like 
over it. Yeah. And that, but like, she's not over it in a way where she's willing to let it go. She's over it in a way where she's just like picking and picking and picking. And it's like, you guys were doing so well for the last few episodes of the season. Like after you made up at the Jersey shore, we barely even thought about that anymore. We, it, we forgot that they had that beef. And then like to see it on the reunion, kind of like clearly Teresa is not in a position where she has like actually like grown and developed and understanding and like a sympathy for what she did to Jackie. And so it makes it feel like their kind of making up was a little more surface level than maybe we thought at the time. Yeah. And Jackie even said, I totally agree with what you said where they just, she just doesn't like Jackie because Jackie said it could, I could have said anything at that moment. Like, you know, I could have said anything and you would have had anyone like say something about me. You just don't like me. And it's very obvious, but you know, this, this episode was, really geared towards joe and melissa and Mm -hmm. we saw enough of that (laughs) throughout the season joe was out there for a long time and i i get i was glad we talked about the joe judice stuff i thought that was interesting and how they played the clip of uh gia saying that she thought it was disrespectful for joe to be talking about her father um and joe was kind of like joe didn't really agree with that he kind of was like look, I've held my tongue for so long. Like, you know, they were both away in prison. I've never complained to Teresa about it, whatever. But like, I'm not going to pretend I don't feel this way. And I, I kind of get where he's coming from. But at the same time, like, I don't know if it's really productive to talk about it and or to bring it up in such an inflammatory way, because it obviously for Teresa and for her daughters, it's a touchy subject. And the, those girls are still close with their dad. Like, it's not like Joe Judice is not in their life anymore. Well, that's why I thought it was kind of funny when Andy showed a clip of him asking Gia a question from Watch Happens Live. And even Joe has been saying since the beginning, she is still a kid and my niece, no matter how old she's getting. He's like, mm-hmm. our business is different than that. Like she Gia's been involved for a really long time, like because she is very mature. But Joe is still Joe Gorga is still going to feel the way he feels. And he has a long a relationship way longer than since Gia has been born. So he's entitled to feel the way he wants right. to. But at the same time, does need to respect that that is their father and he's not going anywhere. Yeah, it's a fine line because obviously Joe Gorga and Gia have different perspectives on the right. situation. They have different yep. relationships with Juicy Joe. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so- it's, it's just a. It's just a tough subject. I will say with the Joe and Melissa stuff, I I believe that these issues are real. This oh, totally. doesn't There was a time when I was kind of like eye roll about it, but it doesn't really feel like a storyline. It feels like an actual you know, it feels like an issue where they really just don't see it the same way. And I think it's interesting for Joe to come out there and be like, well, you know, like if the roles were reversed, I would never be allowed to be out of the house this much. And it's like, I still don't think he quite gets it. But yeah, I I, it definitely is not a storyline. I'm saying we just saw it a lot because like, yeah, so it is it it is weird because it's not a storyline, but it's like what they talked about for a majority of it. But because Melissa has been on the show, I didn't even realize she's been on the show for nine years. Like, that's a really long time. But I know when they asked when Andy was like at the end. So how how are you guys? How is everything? And Joe's like, for me, it's good. And Melissa like didn't answer for like a minute. And they were like, and you and she goes, oh, me. And it's like, Melissa, who did you think he was asking like about <laughs> your marriage? Like it was just you and Joe. But yeah. <laughs> I, I I was like, yeah, you, babe. Um, I think that they're in a good place. They were 
see it's just so not me we're there she openly was like we're a jealous couple like i'm jealous he's jealous whatever so they do things mm -hmm. together i know people like that it's not how i roll it's not like my cup of tea like i'm like you guys yeah. it actually is annoying sometimes like when couples do that but you know what <laughs> i i like joe melissa so if it works <sighs> for them like whatever Whatever. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll see where everything shakes out in part two, which is maybe sadly the last part, but it is what it is. Um, now it is definitely time for the grab the skinny pop moments of the day. Endless entertainment calls for endless popcorn. And luckily, every kernel of skinny pop is so light, crunchy and delicious that we love to eat it by the handful. And this week it required the full bag full. I will just say, Barry, tell tell the people what's your grab the skinny pop moment. I just have a feeling we might have the same one, but I, I'm okay, not Okay, I have two options. So okay. if we have the same, I'll go with option two. Okay. My skinny, grab the skinny pot moment was Teresa's slip of the tongue when she made that plumber remark to Ooh. Margaret. I, uh, you know... Margaret and Jennifer were having their argument. Margaret was like, you know, you have plastic surgeon in your Instagram bio, which by the way, I had to go and look. So I didn't know that she had that. In <laughs> but then Teresa said, you know, she's proud. You wouldn't put married to a plumber in your Instagram bio. And like the whole cast was like, <gasps> and you can tell instantly that was like a foot and mouth situation. Was bad, it bad was bad. It was really not nice. I don't, I can't defend her because I truly don't know what she meant by it. Like, I, I really don't. I don't think she was like truly being malicious, but she there is nothing I think, wrong I think with she being threw it out there. I plumber. think she threw it out there because she knew it would she knew it would get a reaction. I don't think she really feels that way. I just think she she was being shady. A hundred percent. And by the way, a plumber is an amazing job. All my friends make fun of me. I love plunging. I will not go anywhere <laughs> to the bathroom if there's not a plunger. You guys, this is your P P PSA to get a plunger because you will be in shit if you don't have one. I'm telling you. I, I'm I have a plumber. I, I have a plunger myself. Um, so I don't know how we just, you know, I just like spiraled to myself being I a plumber, say, but like home improvement type of jobs like that, you can make me, really good money doing exactly. that stuff. Exactly. And yeah, oh. like it's exactly Half of the guys on this show work in home and work in like construction, construction and home, yeah. whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. So Dylan, what that, was yours? That was one of my moments that I had chosen. So good for you. We're, we have the same brain. <laughs> um, my other moment, which I will choose as my grab the skinny pop moment was at Dorit's barbecue when Garcelle walked in and Kathy oh Hilton Kathy Hilton goes, I thought you were Kyle. Dead serious. And she is dead serious. She's like, I don't know, the hair, the pink, the mask, whatever. And every single other person there is like, are, are you okay? Like, Dorit, like, concerning. Not only is Garcelle a uh, beautiful Black woman, and which Kyle is not, but also, like, Garcelle and Kyle are not even on good terms right now. It was just so funny. Yeah, I mean, it was it was funny because she was being serious and Dorit dead serious goes, do you have bad eye? Like, do you have contacts? And Kathy, <laughs> Kathy was like, I, I don't like putting them in. So she like truly couldn't see. <laughs> she saw like a brunette woman and was like, Kyle. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What? That was so funny. <sighs> well, those are today's Grab the Skinny Pop moments. Really I think probably the best ones we've had. Yeah. You, of course, can grab Skinny Pop yourself at retailers nationwide or go to the Shop Now page on skinnypop.com.
shopbetches.com. And while you're poking around uh, the World Wide Web, go to shopbetches.com and check out our uh, Bravo merch collection. We have some fun new items on there. Um, you can go to betches.co slash Bravo merch. That's actually the easiest way. Um, don't forget to rate, review, follow our podcast so you don't miss an episode. We'll be back on Monday, of course. And have a good weekend and just be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Batches.